This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Tonight Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Now, be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! You're watching Lester Till I Die TV. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favorite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Right, Chris. All white there. All white at the back. How the devil are we? It is um, Monday night. It is 7 o'clock. And I should have had a Leeds fan on this evening. Um, he told me the minute to go, he's had internet problems. It happens. Um, that's you see, in Yorkshire, they've only just got electricity, so we can't expect too much of them, can we? Um, Brad's hopefully joining me in a bit. He's jumped on very kindly uh, to help me out so that I'm not, not flying solo. Uh, how are we feeling? Your chance to get your views over about Wednesday's game. Uh, Not talking Brendan, because we're going to be talking Brendan tonight in a special uh, with Brad again. Um, Let us know. Let us know what your thoughts are. It was one all at the end of the day, and I'm (laughs) a little bit all over the place. This is where you can find Lester Till I Die.
Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Yes, I was about to bring Brad in there. I can just see his finger in his screen. <laughs> let's, let's not go there. But let's bring him <laughs> devil are you sir <laughs> uh i'm not too bad i'm not too bad mate how are you i'm all right thank you sir. you might as well just move in with me we should become flat mates. i know i know right i just come in save the day as always you know i just just what i do it's just what i do you know you, you should have a big s on the front of you uh, well, there's enough for saying stupid, but I'll take that. <laughs> That's most fans, I think, isn't it? You know. Uh, well, no, yeah. Thanks for popping on. Um, in fairness, the guy probably sort of didn't check his internet till he went to sign on tonight. And like at a minute to eight, it's like, sorry, mate, the internet's down. It happens. It's Yorkshire for you. We should just yeah. ask Dan. We should ask Dan's partner. She's um, she, <laughs> she'll kill me now. She's from Yorkshire. <laughs> Last year, but never mind. Um, so Leeds, um, we're going to leave Brendan because we're, we're back with Brendan later. We'll talk about that uh, uh, later on in the show, uh, but we are back to, to later on tonight. Um, we've had sort of 24 hours plus now to think about it. I was disappointed with the result. Um, how are you feeling today about it? I've kind of taken a perspective on it and I've got a in a weird way, I've probably got to thank other fans for their reaction to the game because, you know, as as I've always said, every club gets them, and and it's not to say that they're that they're they're not true fans or anything. I'm not trying to yeah. say anything about that. I, obviously, everybody's entitled to an opinion on a person; it's their opinion. But I've seen a lot of posts recently over the last few hours going, "This is where Paul had us, and this is the difference." And 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 I'm thinking, you're using the league table of Puel against Rogers when we're better off points wise in, in, in terms of the gap between us and where we realistically are aiming for, which is a European spot. Yes, we want top four. Who doesn't want top four? You know, but realistically the goal has, is the same as it has been for three seasons. Yes. Do well in the cup competitions and get top four. And I kind of had a, I wouldn't even say an argument, actually quite a nice um, backwards and forwards between someone about, about the subject. And I said, why so I agree with the style of football not being at its peak? That that point at Ellen Road is actually probably a really good one because if you look at that league table and the results that other clubs have had, we're also not the only team that's struggling to find their feet this season at the moment. I, I would argue that Chelsea and Manchester City, and even they've had their slips, are probably the only two sides out of the 20 that are really doing anything on a regular consistency. You know, Liverpool are dropping yeah. points, United, we all know about their turmoil to the fans. I would say if you're going to put a shout on it, in recent weeks, Arsenal may be included in that bracket of the first two I mentioned. But as, them aside, and that's only recent form, I would actually say Leicester just need to get them moments to be them moments that we have in games which is brilliant and look like the old Leicester just need to start being more throughout the duration of a 90 minutes and then eventually into a full 90 minutes performance and I, I think that's closer than people maybe feel it is because of where we are looking on that league table. Yeah. Ella Road's a hard place to go mate 
no matter they they probably do something the Leicester fans would like, and that's don't change how they play, regardless of the opposition. But that is a hard ground to go to. It was in the nineties and the two thousands. They nearly won a European Cup playing their 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 their, their style away. Uh, and it's never an easy ground to go to. So I would t- I, I was happy with a point considering the performance that was put on by both sides. In in fairness, because Leeds weren't actually that great either on on, on the grand scheme of it all, with the chances they had, which was not brilliant. I mean, I think you made the, the point there and 24 hours, you know, you calm down, you look back at it, you, you, you're more, you know, you've got a better perspective than, you know, the, the, the same day as the game. You know, like you said, you know, the, the top, well, we thought the top floor, floor, the top four was nailed on. I think it's probably going to be the top three that, you know, you could, you knew that it was going to be in any order, Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, Thought Man United might be in there. Who knows? But you know, you look at West Ham this season. They're they're third now. They've just beaten Liverpool. Anybody can beat anybody. And you know, I think maybe. And this is I'm, I'm talking from my point of view here. But maybe sort of it's for other fans as well. I don't know. Let us know. I expected a bit of normality back this season. We've had two seasons with the COVID when there's been no fans in and form's gone out the window and I don't think you necessarily judge managers, etc. And I kind of thought this season, great, it's going to be back to normal. You know, fourth in the table will beat third in the table. You know, Chelsea would beat Burnley. They did. You know, you know what I'm saying? And it kind of has carried on still being, and it's great for football, it's the fact that anybody can beat anybody. Uh, but West Ham, you know, they're, they're, they're flying high, like I just said. But it's only their second season of flying high. You know, we've had two seasons of flying high. Yeah, and and the reason whether we like it or not, in 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 recent years, the reason, uh, you know, a lot of people will always consider the top six as it is to be the top six is because teams like West Ham, teams like Leicester, and teams like Everton in years gone by have been able to sustain, uh, you know, making the European spots uh, a kind of a cosy cosy home for a few seasons. But it's the longevity that that, that these teams struggle to be able to hold up against. I know over the years we've seen rise and falls of clubs, you know, the the Newcastles, the Leeds are, are two that we can just mention straight off the bat. I mean, there's there's what, oh, I would say seven or eight teams that don't play in the Premier League anymore that I watched growing up. Your Wimbledons, your Forests, your your Blackburn Rovers that have that, that are a distant memory to the Premiership. But, you know, we might sound like we're biased because we're big followers and, and advocates and lovers of the Premier League. You know, it's 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 the crown jewel of, of English football in, in terms of competition in, in league form, you know, Obviously, the mm. European competition is the Champions League, but in English, in terms, it's it's a crown jewel for every club to reach. And one of the hardest things, aside from staying up once you get promoted, is is maintaining that consistency. And when you hit a level, you know Leicester and West Ham, respectively, are probably the two teams right now that teams are looking at in a weird way, sort of going in a weird way. As much as I'd rather my team to be there. Please keep going. One of you two, just keep chipping away and keep making yourself feel more comfortable and more 
warranted to be in them positions because you can't just do it for two seasons and then go 11th, 12th, 9th, 7th and still say, well, three years ago we was in Europa League playing Napoli, so we deserve to be up there again. No, you have to maintain that. You have to do that. Unless there are off the pitch doing all the right things, the training ground improvements, the, the, the recruitment yeah. we're bringing in. But this is going to be the point. This is this is probably like, you know how you say you have second season syndrome with a team that goes up? Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, Sheffield United were the last victims of that. Um, and I think this is Leicester season where if they can recover from this start, this this quarter of the season, if you will, and, and we get to May and we're talking Leicester finish sixth, let's say, let's say just about sixth, or comfortably six, wherever you want to look at it, and they get into Europe, and, and all of a sudden we get to like at least a minimum quarter final in the FA Cup. We get we're already in the quarter final League Cup, and sod it, let's get let's top the group and get to the last quarter final or whatever stage it is of the Europa League. I don't think there's a Leicester fan out there that if they were told that in August, wouldn't take that right now. I wouldn't have taken that before a ball was kicked. Leicester can still sort this out, and if they do that, I think you know without trying to look too far ahead, because we don't know what's going to happen. And I know we're going to talk about a certain subject on it tonight, later on, but mm. Leicester fans will probably feel that, right, now we've earned our stripes, you know, we've got our scouts on her, we've got our scouting badge for, for, for globe trotting around Europe. Leicester will then start to be looked at in a different light. Mm. This is just a journey for Leicester, and it's only just begun. It's up to yes. us to continue it. I, th I think like, with, 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 a, with a lot of fans, you know, the, the better you do, the, the, the more, it's, I think, you know, your expectations rise, obviously. And, you know, yes. and as, as Terry said there, it was a strange, well, it was for me, it was a strange weekend for results. So I got two points in the long ball prediction game. You got six and a half somehow. I don't know how you managed that. But um, it, it was, you know, who, who would have seen, like, uh, you know, Chelsea getting a point, only getting a point against Burnley. I, that was my one of my bankers. I thought that was sort of nailed on. Who one was of mine West well, Ham? Sorry? It was one of mine as well, I think. Yes. <laughs> who would have seen the West Ham Liverpool? And who would have seen the, the, the Norwich result? You know, where, where the hell did that come from? Not that it did the guy any good, of course. But, no. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's strange, you know, win a game, your job's yeah. not safe. God help us. Um, but, you know, as you look at the table, like you say, well done to West Ham. West Ham are doing what we've been doing. But we, we've almost had a couple of years start on everybody. I mean, you know, we had, um, the, when we won the Premier League, we didn't go on from that. We kind of stagnated for a couple of seasons and we went through a few managers. You know, we've had a couple of good seasons now, a couple of fifths two seasons consecutive in Europe, the FA Cup. Yeah. But other clubs are catching us up. You know, West Ham uh, are where we were two years ago, I think now. You know, Arsenal have come back. Who they, They've been out of it for a few seasons. Spurs are likely to. You know, Brighton, you know, they're, they're doing it. Um, Not for much longer. Brighton will fade away. Yeah. <laughs> I did a pause there for you to come in with that. I don't know. I think, I think Mr. Potter's got a great future ahead of him. Uh, but, you know, Palace, all the, the you know, aren't, well, they fooled me because I had them as, as one of the favourites to go down. But Patrick Vieira has proven, you know, he, he knows what he's talking about. So 
there's a lot of clubs, not just us now, that are going for that fourth, fifth, sixth positioning. And like I say, where we had a couple of seasons start, the other clubs are, are up there with us now. Yeah, they are. And I think I think Leicester fans should actually be happy to see that. I know it doesn't look great on paper. We're 12. They're, you know, we've got, funny enough, do math, it's 11 clubs ahead of us. And probably... Really? After, yeah, I know. And probably, and probably the way Leicester have developed over the last two or three seasons, like you said, with what they're achieving and what they're winning, is, you know, it's probably testament. Because if we looked over the last few seasons, we probably were looking over our shoulder and going... I'm not really bothered about Arsenal. I'm not really bothered about Tottenham. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still not changed about Tottenham. So they're still crap. But <laughs> you know, we we weren't really thinking about maybe a West Ham because they were up there last season. Uh, you know, they were probably the first light, but we weren't really worried about an Everton. We weren't really overly worried about a lot of clubs. And I think Leicester fans should look at that in a different light. And they should look at it in a way as to go, like you said, we set the benchmark. We were everybody's. I reckon for Everton, West Ham um, and clubs like that, I don't want to say Newcastle yet because I know they've got the money. It's inevitable. It's like Thanos turning up in Avengers. It's, it's, it's inevitable. <laughs> um, but them sort of clubs were, were probably two years ago seeing what Leicester were doing and going, right, oh, okay, that's what we need to do. Yeah. And I think, I think teams are just doing to Leicester what they did the season after they won the Premiership. They gave us the plaudits. You know, individual fans, maybe not so much. Well, no, no, I give credit where it's due. The media, you know, mm-hmm. were force-fed the humble pie, but they ate it, yeah. you know. And that next season, we felt that Leicester were kind of... Every opposition was coming at us with a point to prove. And I think that's just happening this season. And I think the reason it's... The reason it's not going the way that it did that season is a the extra quality we've got in, which is no disrespect to the squad that obviously won us the goddamn thing, but we all know in terms of quality we have now and what we had then, on paper they are quite different. And I think the thing is, there's probably a bit of fear with fans, clearly by the posts that I'm seeing, that they're fearing that that's fall, like you've suggested, that fall off season is going to happen now. You know, instead of directly after it happened when we won the league and. If you look at the situation, that just means that Leicester have got to try twice as hard as they already are to maintain their position as as the alpha outside of the six, if that makes sense. You know, they've got to prove that, yes, not only do we get the jump on these teams early and start developing and and planning and and doing constructively right with our hiring of of manager and uh, our, our buying of players, because... You know, we've we've had two years doing this, and now other clubs have kind of started taking the same approach as Leicester. We've now got to turn around and say, well, we're not ready to give up the prize lands just yet. This 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 is our hoist. We started it. We're here to end it. And if we just can get it clicking, I'm sure Leicester will be talking about. We'll we'll be sat here in May talking about how Leicester had a great run of twenty odd games and finished fifth or sixth and we're looking forward to yet another campaign in Europe somebody clip that <laughs> just in case but, I mean David says that I mean we, you know what is our best 11 and, and it is a problem at the moment and this is the first season when we've had a squad 
when we can go out and we can say, yeah, you know, look at our bench. You know, we've done this ourselves. Bloody hell, is that our bench we're looking at? Most of those could start the game. And we are, you know, we're in four competitions at the moment. Yeah, okay, we've not started playing the FA Cup yet, obviously. But, you know, these games are coming thick and fast. For three weeks on the trot, we had two games a week. And yeah, I know you've got the old, well, they should be able to play it, blah, blah, blah. But we know, we know, you know, that, that it's hard. Uh, so we asked for rotation. But of course, with rotation does come that problem of what's your best 11. And when, once you find it, you can't stick with it for every single game. And But we, <laughs> we're in that position now. Um I mean, Yeti Boy says, in, it's an excellent point. Good evening, Yeti. How the devil are you? We are only two points off sixth place. I mean, just before I came on, I was I was looking at uh, looking at us this time last season. Okay, and we were uh, after eleven games, we were fourth with twenty-one points. You know, now we're twelfth with fifteen. Now, if you look at it like that, that's that's bad. You know, that doesn't that doesn't look good. But sixth place, who funnily enough were Man United, can you believe? Tottenham were top this time last year. <laughs> that didn't last either, did it? Um, but like, like Yeti says, other teams are struggling as well. So it's not it means you know the gap that we've got to get to get back to where we were this season isn't as much as it would have been last season, if that makes sense. No, of course it's not. And it's a, it's, a, it's a very good point he makes. I think people just look directly at the table and, and go, this is a disaster. And they don't take the whole table in, in, into account because, you know, it, you know, if I said to you, Leicester 12 and, and, and we're expecting six, uh, you know, people will just all instantly go, oh, my God, we're halfway down the table. The season's a disaster. Throw it in the bin. Oh, it's going to be a miss. And then, but, but, but what if I told you, and if someone said to me, like, like that, and said to me, oh, what our Leicester doing in the table? Oh, you know, it's been a bit hit and miss, but we're two points off six. That person would walk away going, oh, well, we're not doing too bad then this season. We're not, mm. You know, it's not been the best of starts, granted, but two points off Europe, that, that's that's more than make up of all. That's easy work. You know, we was, a, we was half a shoe size off, off being sick. I don't think people would be suddenly going comparing him to Powell and saying that this is a disaster and wanting to chuck the season in the bin if we were if we'd have won that game and been six. I know that's hindsight. People might say, yeah, but if we didn't have VAR against Norwich, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and Brighton and all that, we wouldn't have these points. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm, I'm just making the assessment and the point that you know it's how yeah. you look at it. Do you go Leicester at 12, it's a disaster, or do you go the two points off Europe, plenty of time left, we can get this sorted? We are essentially like that comment before you put up, Chris said, and it's very good what he said. If Leicester go on another run, all of a sudden, ah, that what, 12, yeah, that was just a blip. We're fine now. We've yeah. won four games in a row, and we're six points clear, and we're sat in sixth, and we're catching West Ham or Liverpool. We're doing great. <laughs> it, it is. Terry said, I mean, Terry does make the, the, the excellent point, I think, and you made as well. You know, it's harder to stay where you are than getting there sometimes, you yeah. know. And, well, we've and, learned from others catching us, haven't we, over the last two seasons. It's harder for us to hold that position than it is to get after it. Yeah. Terry says here as well, uh, I just hope it's not a case of quick up from the 15 16 season to quick down. This point, and, and, and <laughs> it was interesting. 
I'm just looking at the table now for after 11 games for the 2016-17 season, which was obviously the post uh, Ranier, you know, just before I think Ranieri left. We're actually 14th then with um, 12, 12 points, can you believe? So we're not, we're not a, a million miles away, but it is only a quarter of the way through the season, literally. Yeah. And, and, and we have to take that into account. And like I say, you know, there's not just us in that, you know, in that uh, race now. You know, suddenly there's, yeah. there's three or four other clubs that have come in. And, and I think what concerns me as well, I mean, I, I, I accept the result and I accept that, you know, like we've just said, you know, there's, there's other factors in there as well. You know, Arsenal coming back, teams playing, you know, paying fortunes for money. And I wish West Ham all the best because, you know, to get somebody different in the top four is amazing. Would love it to be us, obviously. Um, I think it's the performances, though, that are um, disappointing for me. Now, whether that's because we're trying to integrate a lot of players, I don't believe it's the injuries, because we had a lot of injuries, as as we said at the weekend, you know, last season and we were doing better, but we don't seem to be, you know, last season, you know, you'd you'd ping a pass and it'd go off the field and and land on a sixpence, you know, for another Leicester player. This time, sometimes you think, you know, it's like watching, you know, FIFA on a bad night and you run off the pitch. That's when I played FIFA then. (laughs) Yes, yeah. That's why I I gave up after FIFA 99. But, but, you know, we just haven't got the performances and I think that's what's, you know, when I look at Leeds, and we know we've got it in us because look, you know, we, we know we've seen the Man United performance, but and we saw the first half against Lazio, but we don't Napoli as well. I'm determined we're going to play Lazio, aren't I? Napoli, I'm assuming Napoli, but we don't seem to be seeing those performances. If you get, you know, we're we're, we're struggling against the teams that. Not necessarily we would we would have beaten four or five nil last season, but we, we're not. We, it's the, you know if we have a good performance and we get a point, fair enough. But we, I say just the performances that are there for me. I under, I, I understand that, and I, I do understand why a lot of people would perceive things to have gone from crispy and lovely and elegant to less than below average should we say if it was a, a grade coming back but actually i mean we i you know like everybody here probably watches one way or another every leicester game you know and if you th- th- this is like a, a psychological thing because actually we were quite susceptible to making a few bad passes you know, these passes too far ahead of Barnes to roll on to or out of play. But the difference between last season and this season is their mistakes are happening at nil-nil or one-nil down, whereas last season, like you said, we were putting the chances away, we were getting a faster start and we were maybe one or two-nil up. So we didn't really, we didn't, you know, it's funny how you don't really care or pay that much attention or, or take that much note, but I've got a vault in my head that does this when it comes to Leicester. Don't know why. Not none of the rest of my part of my brain works, but that part does. And I do remember there was a few times when we were maybe two 0 up, and I don't know a Bournemouth or a Sheffield United started just having possession, 
I started noticing that the ball was actually going out of play quite a bit. Or we were messing it up or losing the ball in midfield and we we're getting frustrated. But because we won the game, it mm. wasn't such a vital thing. Now the results and now these opponents, you know, the results thing is just a combination of a lot of things. And people might say, oh, here they go again with the injuries, right? But if it, you can't be bored of hearing plain facts, and that is the fact of injuries, a new system has been added so Leicester have a plan A and B. There is a lot new, a lot more depth in the squad of quality. So that and the players that have come in have got to adapt to life at Leicester. They've got to adapt to our training regime. They've got to adapt to working two systems. They're probably not used to working two systems at their other clubs. They probably stuck to a very structured system. Brendan Rodgers, you know, if you want to compare the benches, like you said, Chris, Brendan Rodgers now has a, a, a not just a starting eleven, but a bench where you. You look at our old bench and you go between them, they might get six games. Right? You've probably got a bench now that is at least expecting 15 to 20 games throughout the entirety of the season in all competitions, if not more, because of how, you know, that's what they were sold on. Leicester are going to be in every competition next year. I'm guaranteed to get a, a, a substantial amount of game time that satisfies me and they want to play and they want to get everybody in it on, in a match day experience so they can gain it quicker. And this yeah. is just one of the things where I feel Leicester have just got to iron it out and it just needs to, they need to get through the ironing part a bit quicker. But once they do, rest assured, we'll start seeing things come together. I totally, I mean, I totally say about him trying to introduce a plan B, but plan A is not working and you need to get a solid plan yeah, that, A yeah. to get the plan B. But I, I take your point. I, I yeah. do take your point. Terry says here, look at Brentford and Brighton. They model now exactly as Leicester. We are the blueprint, I guess, for a lot of other teams. Hopefully not Brentford, yeah. because they are just in free fall at the moment. And that was my one prediction that they they were going to be the, the best team out of the three that came up. Mm. Uh, four they've lost now on the trot, which is, yeah, they, they must be worried. They're slipping down quicker than a horse knickers on a good night. Um, the international <laughs> yes. rate's probably done them good, to be yes. fair. So he said that again. Um, I think Brentford for them the international breaks probably done them the world yes, of good. Yes, the fixes yes. they've had, yes. the fixes yes. they've had a loss. They're probably frightful for it. Uh, I think it's probably good for Leicester because none of our English players are, are, are really involved. Yet he says, "Are you a Lazio fan?" Yet all it is, believe it or not, is that uh, Legia Warsaw their badge, their new badge is simply. A black L on a white circular background with a black uh, with a black circle edging, and I see the L, and it, it just makes me go for Lazio every time. <laughs> we'll get them in the next round, don't worry. Then, I, then, I, then I'll be happy. Then I can talk about it. David says here, I'll feel hopeful uh, if I know what our problems are. Is it really injuries? One game the defense is terrible. Next game our passing is slow. Or Yuri Madams is off there. There are a lot of variables, and it's not. And maybe that is a good, not saying not a good thing, but maybe that's the fact that Brendan is saying, "Oh, right, we were." And whatever he comes out and says after the game is purely for the press. Yeah, because he's listened to manager that's going to say, "Yeah, we were shit," and you know that player didn't do what I wanted him to do, and he'll get he'll let the odd one out, you know, like you know. We had a plan A and everybody came out and, and didn't even open the envelope to see what it was. But generally speaking, he will not go mad about anything about the team. He keeps that behind closed doors. And I think that's a good thing. 
So he'll come out and he'll do all the general PR stunts and what have you. But maybe he looks at a game and goes, right, that was really bad. This Let's sort that out. And, of course, he's sorting one thing out, but then something else goes wrong. And like yeah. you say, sometimes you've just got to say, it's not our season this season, you know. And Yeah, I mean, sometimes you have it. I mean... David, in in a way, you've actually answered your own question. It's a combination of everything that you stated. It's the injuries. It's players being in and out the side. It's players being off form, and 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 because of injuries, you're then trying to force a Madison into form, and because of injuries, you're maybe playing a Tillemans or a um, a Vestergaard more than you're expected to. And, you know, Tillemans has had a hell of a year considering he was at the yeah. Euros. So, aren't you? You're maybe, maybe they wanted to pull him out for more than the game or two that he was out for so he could get his confidence up. And I know he'd had a better game against Leeds. I don't think, you know, like I said, starts all that the goal went in because that was a perfect ball in. I know, you know, I don't think really the defence had much of a struggle uh, aside from that. I, you know, but then the, everything that's convoluted is the reason by it, you know, did he want to pull Soyuncu out for maybe longer? Well, if he did, he couldn't because Evans was then suddenly injured and he had Vestergaard and then he wanted to play mm. a three because of who we were playing. So we had to go with Soyuncu. Vestergaard's not the most trusted and informed at the moment, so we can't rely on him. So he definitely has to play a three because he doesn't see Amati as a leader. Sees him as a reliable centre-back, but clearly doesn't see him in a, in a two-partnership because he was on the bench in a back four mm. at the weekend. So Brendan Rodgers is dealing with all the things that you think is a problem, I think is a problem, Chris thinks a problem, and he's got them all on his plate. And I don't care how good you are a manager and how successful you are as a manager, you've got a... And we've probably got one of the best man managers, uh, man management managers, because I have seen... And you watch James Madison's interview. It's all he pretty much says... So I had, Brendan put an arm around me. Brendan did this. Brendan did that. And you hear it from the players. The gaffer said this. The gaffer told me to work on that. And it's really helped. Mm. You, what we just need to do, right, is take a breath. Unlike me when I'm speaking, right? Take a breath <laughs> and just believe in Brendan. I'm not going to say what Arsenal fans say. I'm going to say believe in Brendan because I'm pretty sure from the response I'm getting and what I'm seeing and from the press conferences of the players, there isn't a sign that they're not. We, it's just the way that we need to yeah. ride together. It's funny because, like I said, I mean, I had a rant after the game, but I, I did say I, there's no way am I saying that we should be saying Brendan out. I mean, that that's ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, we, we will criticise him. He has, everybody has a bad day at the office. But it's funny that those fans that say, oh, Brendan's rubbish, and, oh, we're back to Pearl's playing gays at... Well, shit, no, he's not leaving us to go to Tottenham. He's not doing, you know, it is. But the, the, the point I wanted to make was, and everybody's saying here that people have worked Leicester out. You know, they've, they've worked out how we can how we play, etc. So if that's the case, then Brendan is trying to change how we play from time to time to so that they haven't worked us out. But players have got to get used to that. Yeah, and it doesn't always look pretty because, oh, we're doing it differently. And I thought you were going to be there, but you're not this time. It's, you can't just say to somebody, you know, 
this this is the new system and you've got it like that. So if if other teams have worked us out, maybe that's what's happening. Maybe Brendan's gone, yeah, you have worked right. We need to change this a little bit, but it's going to take time. Yeah, mate. You know that's uh, that's something that we was touching on and saying a lot of at the start of the season. We 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 was even talking about it through pre season, and I know yeah. you 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 respond with plan A is not really working, kind of like a stable plan before we work on a plan B. But that's probably the reason why. And again, to the point that's still on the screen, it adds to that. Brendan's now gone right. We're not going to get through on plan A. Clearly, teams have figured us out because I, I rarely hear, hear him these days in his press conference talking about the counter press that Leicester normally do. And we've also heard Brendan say that he plans, and by the sounds of things, what he's pretty much saying is he plans the training session for that week based on who we play. And people might say, well, they always do that, Brad. But no, what, what's different is, is Leicester will do the same thing but they might tweak where they put people and they might tweak who they play, but they're going to take the same approach and, and be more wary of certain things when they play certain oppositions. What Brendan's trying to do is go, all right, okay, plan A takes a bit of the back burner. We'll, we'll kind of try not to overuse that so people don't get comfortable and, and set up against us every week thinking that's what we're going to do. What we'll try and do now this season, or for as long as it works or doesn't work and then, if not, we'll, we'll have a look at a different way that works, is we'll take this week by week. We've got Chelsea next week, you know, after the international breaks. Will Leicester revert to a five at the back? I can definitely see it. And not and that's not just to be negative, but if you want to beat these teams and get results off these teams, you have to do what's necessary to beat what you play against. And then I think, I can't remember who it is. You'll have to tell me who it is we play after Chelsea. But I'm just going to say, for instance, what, yeah, you've, I know you said it and it was yeah. very brain. I can get it. Yeah. Will we play five at the back against Walford? I don't think so. I think he'll go back, revert to that 4 3 3 that were clearly going in between. They're the two main tactics we seem to be going in between. And I think that clearly shows that everything that everybody said is either A, part of the problem, and B, part of what Brendan and the guys are trying to do week in, week out to solve that problem. So does more consistency and so Leicester and their fans can feel better about how they're doing in the league and where they are, more importantly. Yeah. Just going to quickly mention Kevin's point, then we'll have a break and then we'll have a lot more depth at the game itself. Uh, he read an article by an ex-pro who said November is a killer, players getting leggy. You see... It's almost like, I'm not going to go at you here, Terry, because it was in the article, but it's almost sometimes like we're looking for excuses because if that was the case, why weren't we like this at this point last season? You know, I think, yes, there's reasons why we are where we are, but I don't necessarily think he can blame it on them. Not these days, not with the way that players no. are conditioned and, and trained and what have you. That, that, that should be, um, you know, you might get that and no disrespect to them, you know, like a Hartlepool or, or, or you know, a team like that, but not at a, a, a Premier League ground, I, I, I would hope, you know. Uh, David says, good points there, Brad. For me, I remember what Brendan said, I'm trying to see the progress. He recruits players that have a winning mentality, but I don't see that mentality when chips are down. I think, you know, from again, last point on it on before so we we move on is that we we are in the position where it, it like you say it's a work in progress. 
Yeah, and yeah. and we're sometimes going to take three steps forward and maybe the odd step back. That we we do that in in our life, and you know, you know, I've I've worked in sales, and I can remember one year I, I hit twelve out of twelve months. Well, there's no yeah. way I was going to be able to do that again the following year. <laughs> You've got to sometimes say, "Well, that, that, was, that was just a good period for me." Um, yeah. So I am uh, listening. Keep going. Yes, but you've you've got um, how can I how can I say this? Our our progress is different to other clubs, and maybe we are comparing ourselves to the wrong clubs. And you know, we we should be in a way comparing ourselves to the Man Cities, the Chelsea's. The, the, the Liverpool, but we are at the moment not quite in that bracket. You know, they've got a problem, they'll go out and spend 50, 60 million to solve that. We have a problem, we go out and spend 15 million to solve that. And that's yeah. the difference. I think I think that is that is the difference. But like you say, it's just it's that, you know, you know, we, we've got to remember we're learning to walk. Let's not run just quite yet. We'll just have to take this very quick 10-second break and then we will be back and we'll talk a bit more about the game itself. Two birds with one stone, as they say. Uh, tomorrow on the BBC homepage, you'll see the Tuesday talking point which I do for, for the BBC. So on their website, go to the Leicester City homepage. It's a topic we're also going to be covering, and Brad's back with me again, surprise, surprise, at nine o'clock, uh, along with a Man United fan, Maisie, from Devils United TV. And I know, you know, one minute it's on, one minute it's off. Ollie's been told his job's safe. That means pee all in these days, you know. <laughs> we all know what the dreaded vote of confidence means. Should Brendan go? Will Brendan go? Is he likely to go? Why should he go? Why should he stay? We're going to look at it from both sides tonight. Brad's going to have one view on it, I'm sure. Maisie will have another. And uh, and I have a third view. And my view is that it's on the BBC Leicester City homepage to, tomorrow. Um, Brad, the match. Rafinha. Uh, he pointed out, he's picked out by Craig again as the, as the one to watch. I'm going to have to stop asking you guys to do that. I read somewhere um, he's too good for Leeds. He does look a player that's got the quality to impress and do well, probably beyond Leeds right now. But if he stays there, maybe becomes their version of Jack Grealish, if you will, in terms of wanting to stay there for a few seasons. He probably then becomes a player for Leeds because that would probably by default, as long as they improved around him, um, would probably become that high top-half table side. And the thing is, you can't get carried away with a flash in a plan. Because I remember a certain baby oil-sponsored Adama Traore had people foaming at the mouth because of his lightning-quick pace. But the guy, the guy couldn't hit a barn door in in a bloody in a bloody in a bloody field full of them that you know so he's quickly gone off the ball he's suddenly not scoring or doing anything worth no except for making Johnston's baby oil go up in price because of how much to, you know because of how much to sell him but apart from that he's suddenly gone off it you know yeah. 
is he is he going to be that? Maybe. Is he too good for Leeds? On his current form, he should be playing higher standard of football in terms of stable club. But I think he's a player that will level out and, and show that so sometimes a player's at home in that. And he might also prove me wrong and and turn out to be a Man City star. Time will tell. I don't yeah. like getting carried away with a flash in the pan too much as it is. But he did look I good, mean, other than that. I think he's been unfair a little bit on Leeds as well. Leeds, I think their season is, is, is mirroring ours almost. And I don't think they're going to go down. I think there's a lot worse teams than them down there at the moment. You know, we, we know... We, I, I know they've changed their manager. I still think Norwich are going to go down. Newcastle, new manager, they may just sort of stay up. And I'm sure they'll buy themselves out of trouble in January. And then, you know, you've got Burnley, Watford, Aston Villa and Brentford are in free fall. And, you know, I think you could look at any of those to fill in that third, third space. I think I think Leeds will be safe. But when you look at, um, at, the, at, at Leeds as a... And this is possibly why, you know, we should look at these teams and think, should we be beating them? You know, they're like us. They've only kept one clean sheet. Um but I mean, they, they they create less than one one chance per game. But then again, we're we're not an awful lot better than that. No, we're not at the moment. And again, apart from you know your Norwiches and obviously Newcastle pending, and then the waiting to, for a certain month to come around to spend the money. Um, I would say everybody's up their level, up their game, and 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 that is probably why I said earlier in the show that only two teams have shown enough consistency because that's what we've seen by the results. You know, not just Leicester's results, but Leeds' results, West Ham's results, Newcastle, no, no, not Newcastle, Brighton's results. You know, teams like that we're looking at and going, uh, Crystal Palace, you know, we're going, really hell, all right, fair dues, calm down. You're, you, you're, you know, almost as if these teams have done what, you know, how I said like the the West Ham's and, and Everton's are looking mm. at Leicester, going, "Oh, all right, we're we're not, we're we're, we're far off the mark, are we? We'll, we'll prove you wrong. We'll recruit better. We'll get better players in and do that." You know, we've probably looked. They've probably looked at teams like that that you've just said, Chris, and gone, "Oh well, you know your place. It's going to be thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, and lower." And them clubs have got take been taken back and gone. No, hold on a minute. If you think you're good enough to challenge like them, we're good enough to take your spot and start working our way up the ladder. I mean, in a weird way, we're talking maybe five, ten years down the line, obviously, but this could be the best thing that happens to this division because all of a sudden, we're going to go back to that period where every club can beat every club. And I know you, you say that can happen on a one-off, but I mean on a more consistent basis. And we have, we come to the end of May, and we're not just talking about well, Man City won the league by 12 points, but who will get fourth? Will it be Liverpool or will it be Manchester United? No one really cares apart from them two clubs, let's be honest with you. I I, I think in 10 seasons' time, if clubs keep improving and progressing in, in, the, in the way they are, we're going to be going into the last game of the season and having eight teams that could make Europe. And I think that's brilliant for football in general, not just the yeah. Premier League, but to see that level of competitiveness. And if you want to be there, you have to make sure you're staying on your horse if you're Leicester, and th that's just what we need to do. I mean, what what was your overall opinion of the performance against Leeds? Yeah, I mean, 
the performance had those mistakes that, like I said, have actually probably been swept under the carpet and not noticed too much when things have been going well and we've been winning games. But they have still been there and they have happened. It's just, you know, that psychology of when it's going well, you don't really talk about the bad things or <laughs> notice them as much. But uh, I think, again, you know, the performance was just a little bit off the pace, but you've got to give credit to... Um, you've got to give credit to Leeds. And, you know, the fans at Ellen Road, they make a hell of a noise. That that, that pitch is pretty close to the to the goal. It's pretty close to the touchline. They're a rowdy bunch of Leeds. We all remember the, the glory days, as they will probably call it, with Leeds. And obviously, I'm talking only night. It's not way back when, when they were giant, probably classed as a really big club. But still, the, the emphasis stands. Ellen Road's a difficult place to go. The last season and a half, Every game was a home game, essentially, because there was no advantage. It no. does help. And when you're the home team and you're playing a team that's in similar vein of form to you, even though the affair might have been scrappy, you feel like you've come out the better team. Uh, and maybe there's Leeds fans that think they were robbed of a point and should have got all for themselves. But if you sit down and turn the crowd noise off and just watch that game, probably get depressing flashbacks to the pandemic unfortunately but you'd also then probably look at the game in a different light and go actually yeah Leeds had 66% possession and Leicester only mm. had 33 or whatever 34 or whatever right but then you go but in terms of Casper didn't really do anything and that's something that fans probably read too much into when it's not going well is oh, well, we were really bad and we only got a point against Leeds. Well, Leeds were pretty awful and despite having a lot they of... Did ball, have, they did have double the double our goal attempts, 18-9, uh, to nine, and we didn't manage to block any at all. But, as like I said, the, 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 the main the ball obviously, the, is... is the, the ball and the just the same, mate, didn't they? That's what, yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I'll always refer to anyone that wants to throw it out to me. How many times did they put it in the net? One. Yeah. How many times put in One. Well, there's there's your answer to that. BBC said both managers will be happy with the point. I, don't know to... I think that's fair. I think that was fair. That's a fair statement. And people might laugh and say, no, we yes, obviously we want to go to Ellen Road to get more than a point, but we just come off a bit of a damp squid. You know, we weren't able to also pick up the three points we were hoping for in Europa League and a point away from home we were always saying mate if you can pick up points on your away days you've just got to sort your home form out and you, you'll have a, a good season Leicester had just been torn apart in 20 minutes of football against Arsenal after beating Manchester United 4-2 and putting a few more stronger results together this was probably one of them that knowing the lads have got a week and a half and there's a few more players probably not getting picked for the international team that uh, are going to be around that training game, but they have more time to work on it and they go into the next game, which ironically is against first in the league, Chelsea, but they go into there with a bit more cohesion and preparation and they've got a platform to build on. And that, that, that was probably something that no manager wants to go into that international break taking a beat and do they? No. So... I think both teams, given their form and that, would have been happy with with, with the point before kickoff. Look, looking at our home form, we've actually got seven of our 15 points at home, so it, it splits it right down the middle. Although I do have to smile 
because and maybe this you know you can see why Dean Smith maybe went. Uh, Aston Villa's last five home games were, were all defeats. Um, yeah, but uh, at least manager Marcello B also said that his side created double the amount of danger that Leicester did. Um, but with all their opportunities, Lee's forwards never looked like scoring a second. Only Rafinha no, seemed to have that clinical quality. Yeah, he did. And again, it stresses the point. Someone could come in here and say, oh, well, we were lucky against Leeds because they had the, whatever it was, the total of shots. I think they said they had 18 shots to nine. I, again, I would ask, even the goal wasn't technically from inside the box because it was straight through from the free kick. So apart from that Harrison miss, does anyone remember a shot that Leeds actually had where we were going, oh, God, how has he missed that? Or, oh, what a save, Casper, that should have gone in. Because I don't. I genuinely don't. I genuinely don't. So this is why he he doesn't. I want to say, why it does to quote Peter Griffin. He can grind my gears when people go, "We've just been battered. We were well lucky. They had thirteen shots and we had four. Well, if we had four shots from around the penalty spot, one on one with a goalkeeper and scored all four, and they had thirteen shots and they went into Rosehead from twenty five yards out, I would say we were the better attacking threat because we were in more threatening positions." and doing more with the ball. We were forced, if anything, I would love for someone to sit there and just click their way through every clear, clear-cut clear chance that Lee had and look and, and bring up a map. I'd do it on my board if I could, but just do a little dot-to-dot sort of thing of where they had the shots from. Because I guarantee you there's not many from inside our box that Leeds actually had out of them 18 shots. Um... I'm just saying if I've got that. I haven't got yeah. that. That's one of the facts I haven't got, to be honest with you. I, I, uh, honestly, mate, I reckon that graphic would show a good 70, if not 80% yeah. of Leeds' chances were outside the box. Yeah. And it, if they were inside, it, it, they weren't from the best of angles. No. Here's Roger's reaction to the game. Uh, for us to put that effort in and show the courage to keep going, we created some great chances but failed to make the final pass and finishes. The supporters will go home proud of the team. It's kind of those. I mean, like I've said before, I, I love the fact that Brendan doesn't wash his um, uh, dirty linen in public. I mean, you know, we always just have a go at Wenger. He used to say, "Oh, you know, I never saw it," but that was his way of doing the same. In, in, in fairness to him, and we never know what will go on, sort of in, in the in the But I think I can't say that I, I I watched that game and felt proud of the team. No, and I wouldn't say I. I wouldn't say the same either. I, I wasn't. I wasn't not proud of them though. I. I was. I. I always saw a willing to effort and try something. And I can see what Brendan is trying to say. If you look at the bigger picture, we probably missed a few opportunities to make a quicker pass. Granted, and I will say that. And mm-hmm. I. And but I will say, had a few more passes been a bit more direct a bit more to feet uh you know just a bit better a bit crisper and a bit more extra with their quality we would have gotten behind leads more and we would have found that second goal um you know and and you know again a toe end away from actually getting awarded that second goal in the first place anyway um and and then then I, i i i think again this is all psychological in 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 how people look at it if, if, if Leicester had been on 20 points, 
and played that way, we'd be talking about Leicester just having a bad day at the office, gone away with yeah. it, take the point, everybody. You know, I guarantee you, if we was in the place we were last season, fans wouldn't be going, oh, it's all gone wrong, oh, this is wrong, this is wrong, that's a bad result, we need this. They'd be going, well, Eden Road is a hard place to go, I think we've done well there. Let the lads enjoy their time off over the international break and then we'll be right back to win the waves. Come on, you foxes. Yeah. Because because we're twelve. Because we're twelve and we've had a bit of a dodgy spell, it's oh we got a bit leads at Ellen Road and they're awful. No, no, see the bigger picture. Mm. And if you actually break down a game the way it, it, it's broken down by by his backroom staff and how he and he will make his players look at it, they will realise, yeah, if I'd have got that pass through to Yori Tillemans then, if I'd have noticed that run by Harvey Barnes then, we would have been in. Yeah, so if we work on that and keep going, we'll, we'll get there, we'll get there. And that's what fans need to do. And last point, um, we can't control, we can't work on uh, VAR. Good yeah, again. yeah. Again, we ca- we can't work on that. Uh, again, I've said to you before, haven't I, that um, I I don't understand VAR. If it was brought in as a consensus to stop having these minor decisions, and I know you know offside's offside, you know if you want to look at it, but it was supposed to be, and I thought it was being brought into the way where benefit of the doubt if you will, was yeah. going to be given to the linesman on maybe a 50-50 tackle or on a incident like the Vardy situation uh, or the offside, as it were. Uh, and I think that is something that needs to be clari- clarified completely. And I think all referees need to be told that, you know, and I know I bring up the basis of, um, you know, umpire's decision is used in cricket. So it's basically said, well, it, it, it probably is going to hit his wickets, but because, you know, or, or, or it probably is just inside the line, but because we can't really tell and you say it's not out, it's not out. But if you say to me, oh, that, that looks like it's handball, but you've not given it, so we're not going to overturn it because we don't have enough Armstrong for it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Brad, thank you so much for coming on and digging us out. Um, no worries, mate. Enjoyed we, it. We provisionally have got leave possibly coming on on Thursday, but uh, we, we will see how his, uh, how his internet is nearer the time. Um, we're going to be back at 9 o'clock when we're going to be talking. Brendan apparently having this verbal agreement in place to um, uh, to go to Leeds. Denials all uh, to Leeds, sorry, to, to Manchester United. Denials all around. Apparently, you know, Man United aren't looking to replace uh, Ollie at this point. But let's be honest with you, that means nothing. That this point is yeah. today at five o'clock, tomorrow at 10 o'clock in the morning. It's a different world completely. But we will be discussing that tonight. And I will see you in 59 minutes, mate. Yeah, I'll see you in 59 minutes, mate. I'm looking forward to it tonight. Cheers, mate. Take care. Take care, mate. Take care. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks to Brad for jumping in and saving my day so I didn't have to um, play with myself, as they say. Um, so <laughs> we will hopefully get a Leeds fan on later in the week. Um, 
If you're an opponent Monday before the Leeds match, who would you have chosen as the Leicester player to watch? And they good question. Um, I think mostly you're going to have to say Tillemans. I think everybody would say that at the moment. He's the one player that, that is standing out and he's doing it reasonably regularly uh, on that. So for me, Terry, yep, it would have been uh, it would have been Tillemans. Yep, till nine then. We'll see you back at nine. Um, thanks, as I say, to Brad. Thanks, everybody, for joining in. A bit of a mismatch of a show tonight. Not what was planned, but uh, hey, these things happen in the modern world. Thanks very much, and I will see you all um, at nine o'clock. Take care. See you then. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Till I die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.